Hey everyone, I'm L. Jones, host of an Average Fan Podcast and the In and Out Hoops Podcast. You can find these shows currently streaming right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Number one rule, continue, and always remember to rate, like, and subscribe to get notifications on when new episodes are out. Now, everybody, the moment you've been waiting on. The show. This is an Average Fan Podcast with your host, L. Jones. This is your host, L. Jones. I'm here. Very special guest, y'all. Mr. Jalen Vickers. Jalen, welcome to the pod. How you doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Loving life. Loving life. Oh, man. I heard you were were enjoying life, too, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. I'm out in Destin, man. Woo! (laughs) About to hit the beach. He's about to hit the beach, y'all. I'm disturbing him. I'm bothering him. I ain't gonna hold him too long, but I'm excited to do this interview with him. Man, he he's gonna tell us about that that journey, man. He, that journey that he's on, right? D1 athlete, businessman, man of faith. Uh, yo, I was really impressed, man, when we first got a chance to meet with how you are as a person and just seeing everything that you have been able to do it's intriguing man it is intriguing it's awesome so as a i appreciate that man (laughs) hey real proud man real honor so just tell us man what it was kind of like growing up in florida for you yeah man it's uh so i I, i'm from tallahassee florida um man growing up was uh it was a crazy time so i i grew up in like florida i moved Texas, but I always got, I got back to Florida. Um, it was a crazy time, man. We grew up on the south side of Tallahassee. I don't know if you know about Tallahassee, but Tallahassee is kind of a rough area. I mean, I wasn't the type that was, you know, like in that, like involved in those type of activities, but I was around it. I had teammates around it. So just seeing that sort of lifestyle and how people were living the area I grew up in, it kind of gave me a different perspective as I grew into be a teenager, as I grew into be a, a young adult and now a husband and wife. I mean, yeah, not husband and wife. <laughs> husband and, and a father. Yeah, got gotcha. <laughs> you. Husband and father. Correct. Uh, D one athlete. So I, I really, I really feel like Tallahassee kind of made me who I am and gave me that perspective that I needed to help propel me in the adventures that I'm going throughout life. Um, but Florida's awesome, man. It's beautiful. The weather's nice. Uh, football, basketball, all the sports you need there. Um, sitting around people who um, just trying to chase getting out of Tallahassee or getting out where they're at. Uh, but man, I love I love the down in Florida, man. It's really made me the person uh, that I am today. Man, that that is crazy. Just knowing that you grew up in, in in Tallahassee, Florida. So, okay, the sports fanatic in me, right? It's got to ask you a question. Did you ever have yep. a dream of going to FSU? I did, I did, <laughs> but check this out. Though. It was never for football, though. So it was really like to play. I grew up playing, I grew up like watching Florida State football, but I like played basketball my entire life. And so I grew up well going to like basketball games as well. Um, nice. But yeah, the dream was always like to play college basketball or go like to, into the NBA. I didn't even touch football until my junior year of high school, man. See, that is what's in the water in Florida, y'all. Do y'all hear what he said? <laughs> Do y'all understand what he's saying? This is why they recruit Florida so, so highly. Just. Picked it up and able to just, man, Jalen, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I love it. But it's amazing 
to be able to just pick it up. But the fact that you said, man, I wanted to be a hooper and I wanted to go to Florida State and do that. So, man, you were a man that was destined to have like a, a bright future. So from going to Florida to Provo, how'd you end up in Utah? And what was it like competing out there in Utah? Yeah, man. So the the story of me being up in Utah, I actually moved out there my junior year of high school. Um, and so I went to high school out there. I just decided to play football just out of nowhere. Um, and just was honestly just try out for just one year and just see how I went. And then I actually did pretty well. And then I played my senior year. Then, as you know, I went on to play at BYU. Um, but the transition at first to Utah, man, I'm not going to lie, it was hard. Um, like there's not really too many minorities there population is two percent black people so it's, it's really not it, it wasn't really people that i could really surround my like really relate to right. um high school and coming from utah and being in the south my entire life um but just adjusting and just just having that mindset hey i just got to get to know other people like other people i can learn something from everyone so it, it was it was awesome and transition was hard though for sure for sure and then you turn that you turn that experience and you turn that onto the football field. You also do your mission work, but being able to kind of juggle both of them. So when you had to then go to BYU, right? Yep. Do the walk on. What was the mindset like? What were the practices man, like for you? Man, mindset was I'm gonna go get it, like straight up. <laughs> okay. Like, and but at the same time though, it was I felt a lot of gratitude though. Um, like for like one for my heavenly father, just and one from the BYU coaches for giving me an opportunity. Um, because I only played football two years at the time, and I didn't have enough film. I was undersized, as you would say, as a cornerback. And so the fact that I even got the opportunity to go play at BYU, like I, I was just like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna run with it. And I'm gonna do the best I can at it. And so that was kind of my mindset every day at practice, man. I'm like, I don't care if these guys got scholarships. Like I'm gonna show them like what I can do and improve myself and let them know I can play on the field. Um, and it paid off, man. I got my opportunities to play later in the season. Um, and it, and it paid off, man. I'm grateful for my time there for sure. Man, youth. Cause I got, I have young listeners too. Youth. This is important. Hard work pays off, right? You can't just sometimes yep. rely on just talent. You can't just go out there and think that, Hey, I'm going to show up and I'm just going, I'm, I'm him. Right. Even though he's so talented, <laughs> right. Able to come from Florida all the way out to Utah Still got to deal with other athletes where the talent is kind of equated. It's it's the want. Who wants it more, right? So yep. you're able to go out there, just that hunger, that drive, as you stated earlier, coming from Florida, what that was like growing up. It just it just kept kind of shaping and molding you along this path that you were on in your, in your journey. Now yep. that mentality that you have, and I seen some of the reps, man. I I seen some. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I seen some of this film. Flipping the hips, turning everything, true competitor. You turn that, and then you actually get you you make the team. You get on the team. So when you found out, how stoked were you? Oh man, it was awesome. It was awesome. So how it worked, bro. So I didn't even like have to try out like to get on BYU. Mm -hmm. Like this is like a preferred walk on like out of high school. But then they gave me, they put me on like a, they sent me on like an official visit up to BYU. Okay. And I get there, and I'm thinking, I'm like, well, they didn't have an offer me anything yet. 
Like, I, I like, I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of waiting for an offer. Then the last day, I'm talking to Kalani Sitaki, and they're like, yeah, man, I hope you, like, we would, like, we really want you. Like, I hope you can make it out here, man. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, you guys are, like, offering me an opportunity? They're like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's not a scholarship, but I'm offering you, like, for a walk-on to come out here and um, and just and just prove yourself. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I didn't know that till the last day. Wow. <laughs> so how did the official like, visit go? Like, how was the official visit for BYU? It was it was awesome, man. Like it was uh they like they like you as you know like they pay for everything. They take you out. Um, they give you all these trees. Take you to nice restaurants. Take care of your family. Give you put you up in a hotel room. It was awesome, man. It was good to talk with the coaches, my corners back coach, you know, Guilford, talk with Kalani Sitaki. So it was it was good to see like someone wanted me. I mean, at the time they didn't offer me a scholarship, which is a bummer. But at the same time, man, I still felt some gratitude because I've only been playing football two years. So yeah, it was awesome though. I mean, major D one offer. So, you know, <laughs> they you you play with some big boys now. You know, we can't discredit BYU. Y'all play some big boys. So, major, yep. major, major, major. Coach Coach Sataki, you mentioned you mentioned him. You brought him up, man. What is what is he like? We we see him on the sidelines, but what is he like in practice for you guys? Like, do you deal? Did how often did you deal with him in practice? Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so he was kind of everywhere, man. Like he, like you see him with the D line, corners, safeties, quarterbacks. He's an all around coach. And one thing I loved about uh, Coach Sataki is that, like, I, like I'm a man of faith, and that man's just a man of God, man. He he puts God first. He puts God and Christ at the center of that program, and everything else follows. Like the coaches he has, the players he has, my teammates, the staff, everything around him. Um, the one way I could explain him is just him being a man of God, and he presents that throughout the entire program, and that transitions into practice. I mean, he has his times where he's riled up, he's this <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? He's a competitive warrior, man, and that's and I and I think that's why BYU has had a ton of success in the past couple of years. Um, he that program's for sure going in the right direction because of him. He he turned it around. He turned it around. Let me ask you this. Give me a memorable battle you might have had in training camp and fall camp. As like we get closer to this college football season, we're probably about like twenty nine days out. Like a a memorable battle that you had in camp, whether it's like getting an interception over like a maybe a top recruit. Um, just just tell us a little something you might have hung your hat on when you were in practice or going through fall camp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was, um, it was my fall. It was my. It was actually my spring ball back off my mission. Um, okay. As you know, you know, Jaron Hall. I assume got got drafted by Minnesota Vikings. Yes, yes. Um, you know, Samson Nakua, it's Puka Nakua's brother. He played at Utah, transferred to BYU his last year. Um, but it was like my first spring ball at like just off the mission. They, uh, I was playing man on the outside. They just threw a, like a deep fade his way, and they thought they could test me out. Um, I almost had to pick. I dropped it, but I deflected it, man. It was it was like my first <laughs> practice back. I felt good. I felt good, man. And that was a cool moment. And then there's other moments as well, but I I just remember that one vaguely because that's it was like my first practice back, just off off it. Yeah, it was off the injury, or is it? I can't remember which one it was. Spring ball, fall camp. Just shake, yeah, man, I, I shaking it off. Just shaking the rust off. Like getting tested, and you you answering the bell. Like, and I know that probably fueled you the whole practice. Like the rest of that camp. Like, yeah, okay. I'm I feel I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good right now. Yep, yep, yep. It was it was awesome, man. It's 
I miss ball, man. Just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was that game day atmosphere out there in Provo. Bro, there's nothing like it, man. You got the nice view. I think the stadium fit like sixty-five thousand, and it's full every every home game. Um, bro, even the craziest part, even away games, you feel like it's a home game. Like it's it's wow. crazy. Um, but yeah, the the man that those fans they get after man, they're not drunk, man, <laughs> and they crazy. <laughs> now, now, now that's they, amazing, right? That that's true fanatic ship, <laughs> right? Like. You're not even drunk, and you're able just to create that environment, man. It just that shows that true passion. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. And as you they, stated, they like, I know Provo is like beautiful, but as you stated, like, when you moved from Florida, it wasn't a whole lot that you could really do out there. And exactly, just just thinking about that and how it relates to, you know, it might be not a lot for a younger crowd to do, but then. Hey, every Saturday we got we got these BYU Cougars going out here busting head. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they going after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like just seeing it, like you always see the beautiful backdrop, like when the games are on. You know, sometimes people yep. on the East Coast obviously have to stay up later. But I mean, come on, like BYU. Like I said earlier, BYU plays some good competition, and man, they like they you said, they are trending in the right direction. Uh, we we know yep. like the Zach Smiths, of, the, excuse me, Zach Wilsons of the world, uh, going out there, you know, getting drafted, bringing the notoriety uh, to BYU. Who are some other players that you know of, like that have brought notoriety to BYU? Yeah, man. Um, I don't know if you know Tyrus Tonga. Um, I think he's with the Vikings now. Jaron Hall, um, Puka Nakua, and then of course I got to show some love to my DB group. Um, I don't know if you know Caleb Hayes. D'Angelo Mendel, they're both in training camp getting shots for the Cowboys and uh, awesome. the Jaguars right now. Um, but yeah, you got some dudes, man. And you got um, I never played with, played with uh, Fred Warner, but he's a dog, top he, top fifteen in the league right now. Very, very. <laughs> See, yeah, hey, he's a dog, man. you can't sleep. <laughs> you can't sleep on BYU. Yeah, man. You got Steve Young, Josh Bos, Joey Bosco. You got you. The list goes on, man. If you if you're a young recruit out there, I'm just saying you want to move out west. And the thing about you, you were able to play ball and do the missions. So handling both of those as a young as a young male, what was that like for you? It was um, honestly when I first decided to go on a mission out to New York City, um, it was hard. It was like hard for me because like I was starting to like get um. Like, I was starting to find my groove playing college ball. Like, I feel like I had a good freshman year, about to go into my sophomore year. Um, but honestly, I feel like that's the time where my life, like, actually changed into becoming, like, an actual man instead of just being a football player. Because hmm. I feel like when you play ball, like, most people, when they get done playing ball, they really don't know what to do after football. They don't know what life is like after football. They don't know what their purpose like purpose is like after football. But that mission gave me that purpose and gave me a new meaning of life to help me be, become, like I said, a husband, a father, a man of God, a football player, a business, a businessman now. Um, and it taught me a lot, man. It taught me how to communicate with people. It taught me how to talk to people. Um, it taught me, and ultimately, it got me closer to Christ, man. And I, and I feel like that's what's most important in this life um, is your relationship with Christ. And, and then I feel like everything after that just kind of follows um, in the line that in the way that it needs to be. So. To answer your question, though, man, my, my mission really 
changed my life in so many ways, um, and I'm very grateful for it. So, and that that's the perfect segue because, like you said, you're a man of you man of Christ, man of faith. Like you're a believer. You've been through things, and you've seen him work in your own personal life. And as you stated, it's more to life than just football. Business, a a young yep. CEO. I mean. I mean, we can't sleep on this stuff, y'all. When you and he said it, when you when everything lines up right, when you get the when you get the faith, when you start believing, when you start, you know, reading the word, doing what you're supposed to do, like how things can really just fall into place. And it's like, how do you how do you handle that? Being a young like a young CEO, being so successful, like what is that like? Tell us a little bit about your um. MVP cleaners and what inspired what inspired you to really get into this venture? Yeah, man, it's a uh, well. The, the MVP cleaning co. What we do, we uh, we I basically go out and get jobs. I'm hoping to hire people to like go get them as well and do like some marketing. But as of right now, I'm just going out and getting them. What I do, I go out and clean residential, commercial buildings, Airbnbs, gyms. I have a few gyms that I do, and I just hire cleaners to kind of go do them. Um, but I, what actually inspired me to do it is I was actually a janitor my freshman year at BYU. Hmm. Not a lot of people know that. That was like one of my like first jobs that I got. I actually went, I cleaned like the dorms. I cleaned like, yeah, I just cleaned the dorms, the bathrooms. <laughs> I vacuumed the hall in the dorms wow. and I was only making like what, $9 an hour. Um, <laughs> I was just this football player cleaning the dorms, man. And so that's what kind of inspired me because I feel like there was such like a niche and a need. And, every, like, everybody needs cleaning. Correct. Um, and I felt like I could really – and I do sell, so I know how to sell things. And I feel like I could really make an impact there and also hire people that may be not able to get jobs elsewhere and hire them on here and pay them, like, a pretty good hourly rate. Not $9, not $9 an hour like I was getting paid. Um, but that's kind of what inspired me, man. I was a janitor, so now I'm, I feel like I can really get this going and from my experience with that, so – Worked his way from the ground up, y'all, to the top. <laughs> he he put his work yep. in. He ain't just some guy who he gonna come and just tell you how it should be done. He knows how it should be done, y'all. So yeah, and it, it oh go no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, and also like just because I'm, I do want to say like whoever's watch, like listening to this, like starting your business is really, 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 really hard. Number one, you don't get paid first. <laughs> you don't get paid first. <laughs> put the most work in you're up day and night you're up late hours trying to figure out what to do and you got to pay out people and sometimes you don't even get paid on things um but it's a it's for sure a rewarding business it takes time um but it, it i'm grateful that i'm able to start a business and have the knowledge that i have and uh be able to pursue this career and hopefully it hopefully it goes well man it's a risk though it, it definitely is like in in life that that's that's the two main things in life kind of that it comes up every now and then. Sacrifice and risk. And yep. you got to be willing to do both. Um, yep. it, it, unfortunately, it's a, reward, right? right, right. It's a it's a it's an unhappy medium. Right. You have to do you have to do both. You have to know when to sacrifice. You got to know when to take that risk. So and now that, that was one thing I, I really wanted to ask you, which you summed up beautifully, is just the hardest part of managing your own business at like such a young age. Right. No, you got to have a good team around you, but you yourself had that vision, right? 
talk about what yeah. that vision really was for you, right? As you detailed about the, the cleaning business and starting off as a janitor, but just that vision to maintain this business at such a young age. Yeah, it's um, it's for sure because I'm only 23, and so like I don't know everything. I haven't seen everything. Um, shoot, I don't even. I haven't even ran a successful business yet. But I know for me at a young age, like I've been through trials, I've been through tribulations, um, I've been through things that's kind of helped me build up to be a strong person. And so I know with running a business, like I can go through these hard things because I've been through them before. Like I know what it's like. I know what I need to do when those hard times come. Um, but honestly, the hardest thing, though, man, is just, like you said, finding the right team um, to do like the right job. And that's been the hardest median to kind of find. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's, a, it's a great thing, man. And also, I would say the easiest thing, though, is like having a, a wife and a family that supports you. Um, in your business because I feel like sometimes that's what kind of holds people back from starting a successful business or running a successful business is not having people around them uh, eternally to help them progress to that next step and I feel like if you got a, a wife or a husband or a best friend that can kind of help you um, stay focused on what you need to do and give you that motivation to do what you need to do you can go really 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 far um, like I say all the time man, my wife is my biggest she's my best business partner like she's come on now. able to do what I need to do. Come on now. Day. Shout her out now. Come on now, Jalen. That <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, a lot of people don't understand. Like, y'all you gotta be on the same page, right? And you 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 summed it up. And I've seen it I've seen it when trying to start up this podcasting. Uh, it's a lot of late nights, right? Or early mornings, yeah. or some days going back to the sacrifice and risk we're talking about here, right? Because not everybody sees, man. They don't. They don't. Um nope. A lot of people can't buy in to your vision or the vision that you have been shown. And you go out there and you take that leap of faith. And it's so important to have somebody in your corner that's able to come with you and understand where you're trying to get to, because then that makes that journey that much easier when you have somebody that's like, well, I'm willing to take every step that you take. Yep. And it's not guaranteed you're going to succeed at it too, you know? Right. And that's, and that, that's like a thing too. Like my wife is so like, like just so supportive. Like we could, we could go out tomorrow and lose everything we have. Um, and I know at the end of the day, like she'll be with me and stay with, like she'll be there to support me no matter what. Um, and that, like you said, that's the biggest thing, man. Late nights, early mornings, sometimes you're not even getting rewarded for what you're doing. Um, but it's all, it will all pay off in the end, in the end if you stay with it. it it's so true. And, it's just that balance, man. Being a family man, as you said, like you got a wife, uh, got a child. It's just that balance. Like I'm, I'm trying to maintain the business, but I'm also trying to maintain the house. Like exactly. And as you stated, yeah. man, shout out to you, man. Just salute to you, man. Being so young, being able to do this, like, but it's also inspirational to the younger generation, right? We, we oftentimes want to leave them the, um, the capital, right? The monetary, but. Yep. Sometimes the biggest gifts, the biggest jewels that we can actually leave them is just passing down that knowledge. Um, just being able to share with them the experience and the journey that you've been on, uh, instilling some work in them. It's just important, yep. I think, in my eyes to kind of really carry that out as we as we create these new generations, man. Let's just be honest. We're out here creating timelines, whole timelines. So. <laughs> man, bro, that's, that, that's like so spot on. I feel like, like I... 
like as a new dad, like I remember when I first found out I was having a kid, I was like, man, I got to get him this, like, I got to make sure when he gets older, he has to have the best car. Like he has to have a nice house. Like he got to like have the best shoes. But then as I like grown over these past two years, I'm like, no, like the biggest thing you can give your kids is like the knowledge to be successful. That's it. Cause I know like me growing up, I wish I had someone to give me the knowledge to run a business or do certain things. Like I've had to learn that from somewhere else. But mm-hmm. if I feel like I, I can teach my kid the lessons I'm learning now at an early age, how to save money, how to buy a house at 21, how to how to like get like high income at such an early age and go out and get investments, um, how to build your credit, how to like all these many things that I feel like that aren't being taught, especially in a black community. Amen. Because no one because no one's not teaching that kid that now dad that was just a younger kid. His dad didn't teach him that mm-hmm. dad didn't teach him. So, like, it's just a building. It's like a compound on compound that's missing in the black community. I feel like if I can teach my kid that and he can pass it on to his kids, man, that, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. It is. And that will then, it, it will help create the generational wealth, right? Like, a lot of exactly. parents don't have to always push their kids down the avenue of, of doing sports, right? But we're instilling them, you know, real skills that they can learn at a young age and really take it with them. And it, it, it's so important, man. It's so important because I struggle with it uh, just with my kids on the day-to-day. Just Sometimes you want to just dump as much information on them as you can, but you got to understand, you got to treat them like a plant, right? You can't flood them with water. Exactly. You know, you got to sprinkle exactly. them, you got to let them absorb it, and then you got to go back to it. You can't just really, oh, man, they, they need some water and just pour it all on them because then you'll end up drowning and, it's facts, just, facts. <sighs> boy, you can't run faster than you have strength, man. Come on now. Come on now. And this is, this is, this has been awesome because it's real cool to connect with someone who is younger, but also grounded in faith, rooted, been tested, been battled. So just tell me about a cool thing that happened to you while you were like on your mission trip. Something that, you know, they might come straight to mind, whether it be, you know, helping someone out or just getting to see something and really changing your perspective. Yeah. Um, I think for me, man, is seeing, because I, I, I went out to New York City. Um, as you know, it's like, it, it's a very expensive place to live. Yes, it is. Um, a, lot of, a lot of immigrants coming over necessarily don't have the opportunities that other people may have. Um but alongside that, though, man, just seeing how happy those people are every single day, despite they live in a one-bedroom, one-bathroom house with 10 people in the home. Um, just hmm. seeing that the love and the happiness they have towards each other, towards everyone around them. And I, and I felt so blessed because I was able to be around those people every single day for two years. Um, and I felt like, for me, that was so big for me because it really helped me change as a person um inside to realize like hey like life isn't about the cool cars life isn't about playing in front of sixty-five thousand people life isn't about having the nicest house it's about what you have internally in your family in the home what brings the true happiness um within yourself and people around you and so for me i, I wouldn't say it's one cool event that i had it's just kind of the day-to-day that i experienced with certain people in new york city um that was pretty cool to me man it really helped change me um and really it's just helping me it it's it's like it sticks with you man it doesn't like it's not like this one event that happens it's the whole experience it. it's, it's the whole experience exactly. yeah it sticks with you man and so I, I i'm grateful for that
And I think going to New York, like I don't, I don't know how many people have been to New York before, but as you have come from the South and then go out West um, to go, go to New York, I've been to New York. New York is different. It's a different vibe. It's a, there's just a different environment. Uh, The people out there, they, they, they're just different. And I'm pretty sure with you being up close, like, let's just look at it. That's the front lines, like the work that you're doing. And I think it really doesn't go, it goes unappreciated. The the work that you're able to do when you're on these mission trips and, and really just helping people out and man, it, we, we thank you for it. I mean, we, we thank our, our servicemen, (laughs) but Hey, like when you're called to do this work and be able to actually see some things, get some change out of it, right? Just help shape your life. I mean, that that's really important. And then that propels you down the line in order to become who you're supposed to become. So uh just exactly. awesome experience, man, for you sharing that, sharing that with us, man. And as we get ready to get up out of here, are there any shout outs that you want to give us? Hellos, you know, anything you want to send out? Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to you though. For real, for real. Hey, nice. it's crazy it's crazy thank how you we, man it's crazy how we met man it is <laughs> it's crazy. it is man Jalen is a man of many hats and he is very talented um i i really do hope that we can continue on and uh build this brotherhood uh this friendship and really cultivate it and grow it man i really it's an honor man just you never know who god is going to drop in your life and yep you can't really turn stuff down i mean how many doors did you go knock on? Did you think, hey, I'm a. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> it, it's awesome. Hey, I'm, I'm grateful for it, man. I'm glad I ran into you. Um, but yeah, for real, shout out to you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Um, also, just shout out to, of course, my Heavenly Father, man. He, he's he's done so much for me. Yes. Um, yes. Shout out to my beautiful wife, my kid. I got a kid on the way, so shout out to my kid. Woo! Um, hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Man. Did he. Two? Hey, two? Two? Okay, now I see you, Jalen. I, I see you. I see you. Awesome. Peace, man. Awesome. Uh, how far along are we? Uh, she got two more months left, man. Two more months. You what? What are you having? What are you having? Uh, another boy. Another boy. Another oh, boy. the the name goes on. The name will continue, y'all. The lineage yes, will sir. continue. It will grow, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we gonna get you out of here. Man, it's been an honor. It will not be the last time y'all hear his voice. I do plan on bringing him back on. He probably didn't know that yet, but he knows it now. So I got you. Hey, thank you for coming (laughs) on, man. It's been an honor, and we out. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man.